Alright everybody, I'm here with the fifth episode of Breakpoint, a Netflix documentary series that covers the ATP and WTA tours. This episode was the final episode that is currently available as we're taping this. These five episodes dropped back in January, and the next batch of five episodes is going to drop in the next week or so. So, happy to finish out this run of live commentary and live reaction to me seeing the episodes for the first time. This is episode 5 of Breakpoint called King of Clay. Um, and the description for that episode, two talented young players, Felix Auger Aliassime of Montreal and Norway's Casper Rood, face reigning King of Clay, Rafael Nadal, at the French Open. Only three losses. <laughs> That's a good graphic. He comes here and he is the embodiment of self-confidence. Everyone knows the deal with Rafa on clay. Correct. Diego Schwartzman talking there. Better mover on the surface. You watch Rafa on clay. The sliding isn't an issue, whereas like someone like me who didn't grow up on the surface, I look like an elephant on roller skates. <laughs> I always say that you don't win a grand slam with your tennis, you win a grand slam with your heart. Patrick Moradoglu. continues to be the toughest ass in tennis. I mean, just grit and perseverance. Forget about just tennis. Is there a harder thing to do in all of sports? Breakpoint, Episode 5, King of Clay. Rafa's coming into the Roland Garros press room in his nice-looking polo. And he said, just watching you on these courts, he felt like your ball was coming off your racket 20 miles an hour faster and that you're 30% better player here than almost anywhere else. I'm 30% better player here than in the rest of the places or the rest yeah. of the players? <laughs> There's the patented Rafael Nadal smile. Actually, I was for a while, but... <laughs> Not anymore, I think. <laughs> in the sport, uh, things can change quick. And the only thing that I can uh, do is try to be ready. Now we got Felix here. Second mark for me. Second mark for you, yeah. I'm Felix Ojaliasim. Hi, from Felix. From Montreal, Canada. Three, two, one, action. The expectation on Felix has always been very high. Even when he was 12, he was... Bernard Duchesneau, in the world. his agent. At 14, he's become the youngest player to get a world ranking. Felix Auger-Aliassime, at just 18, is the youngest ever ATP 500 finalist. In general, Felix has not gotten it done. Fringe top 10 player, that's all. He does not make impacts at the biggest tournaments as of now. You saw it on TV, but it was like a movie. I think now it's more of a reality and an objective. 
I love the challenge. But nice guy, well-spoken guy. Lately, Felix has proven that he could be he had with the, the, best the, the streak of Rome, uh, with, uh, losing all those finals in a row he made that. before he got one. Did that with Medvedev uh, in Australia. He's unplayable at the moment, untouchable, flawless from Ojeania Singh. Three, two, one, action. Felix is a tennis prodigy, but, you know, he's 21 now. He hasn't won a big tournament yet. He hasn't won a Grand Slam. Love it. Right, play, Felix. Great. Thank you. So he needs to find something to take him to the next level. Courtney's absolutely correct. Thanks, Tony, for all the moments you've given us. A couple of bits of news have taken place. Uh, David Law. ...is that Felix Auger-Aliassime is going to be coached by Tony Nadal. Here's Tony Nadal sitting for an interview. Let's go. Hello, my name is Tony Nadal. I am Rafael Nadal's uncle. I was his coach and now I am Rafael Nadal's uncle. You're a legend, someone tells him. Like I was at an age where I could extend my team. I wanted to work with somebody who had gone to the highest peaks in tennis. First name we thought of for, Tony. For me, live commenting here, everything's been said about Tony Nadal that needs to be said over the last 20 years. He was a great coach. I started working with Rafael when he was three years old. I always thought he would be a great player. I never imagined that he would win so many Grand Slams. Tony Nadal is not going to be interested in coaching someone for shits and giggles. So if he decides he does have interest in you, that's a very big confidence boost right away. You know what I'd say to Raphael? When he's playing, I tell him, don't go looking for a winner, it'll come on its own. My style is very simple. The harder you work, the more chances you have to succeed. The first thing is working with people that respect you. I could never train someone who doesn't respect me. So a bit like a father then? Yes, in the end I can't train someone who I don't appreciate greatly. Since one year we are lucky to have Tony Nadal. It was important to have these external eyes and this external experience. Felix's other coach Tony is talking now. To have somebody from the outside, somebody who was not like uh, close to me at the time and could really challenge me and tell me even things that I don't want to hear. He's playing much better than last year. Yeah, on clay he is. He was dreadful last year. Ah, shame. It's fine. Go again. 
winning will come if you strike the ball well. There are a lot of coaches who say we should always say pleasant thing to the players. But the reality is that this creates people who are weak. <laughs> Try and find some good shots, but without looking for something amazing. I think Felix has one of the best forehands in the world. I think in the next few years, he is going to compete to become number one. I don't know about that. And he is going to win Grand Slam tournaments. Don't know about that either. But we'll see. Here comes Casper Ruud. Casper Ruud has had a fantastic start to the season. He's a clay court specialist who's modeled his game on Rafael. As we're taping this, he's reached three of the last five Grand Slam finals. Roland Garros 2022, U.S. Open 2022, Roland Garros 2023. Ruud decides to go without the headband for his interview. And action. Oh, ten. <laughs> bouncing the ball, bouncing a soccer ball off his head in uh, the treadmill here, room. I believe I was ranked number eight in the world, and uh, this week I'm at a career high number five. So it's a good week to be uh, to be me, I guess. It doesn't feel always too real that uh, I've reached this far, but I try to take it in and enjoy it, of course, as much as I can. I love Casper Ruud. He is one of the people who hasn't gotten enough hype. Yep. He's not the person who brings attention to himself. He's not a self-promoter. It started with me watching tennis on TV when I was about five, six years old. Ooh, there's a baby Casper Ruud. Grand Slam that Rafa won. Yeah, there's Mariano Puerta. Shout out to Puerta. Rolling Garros for the first time. I remember he had a poster of Rafa in his, in his, in his bedroom. It's been his hero since he was... Uh, there's a Christian Ruud, the former himself. player, and Casper's and, uh, dad. To play, he kind of wants to imitate Rafa. Of course, Rafa plays best on clay, and in a sense, that's why, you know, Casper's game is suited best for clay. I joined the Rafa Nadal Academy in 2018, in my case. Yeah, Rud is a member of the Rafa Nadal Academy. That's part of his whole story. Rafa fans like Casper Rud. Academy caters to younger players, trying to basically teach them the successful method that got Rafa Nadal to be where he is. I would practice with Rafa sometimes. That's a great summation there by Courtney. He would even, you know, pop into our evening practices to see how we were doing and sort of coming with advice and... Uh, yeah, they're showing us. footage of Nadal and Rude at the Rafa Nadal Academy. The goal this year for me is to reach a quarterfinal of a Grand Slam and I still haven't been able to do it. I think well, he's gotten that goal and much more. I feel my chances are maybe a little bit better than the other ones uh, because of the surface, so it would mean a lot to do it here for me. Interesting to hear a player 
in such a public way. Okay. Shall I be the head of the table? We're back to Felix now. We're there getting some food. Eating in downtown Paris. I don't remember like a day when like tennis wasn't in my life. Not only something in my life, the most important thing in my life. My earliest memories with my sister and I, we were in school, like elementary school, finished at three. And then we would just spend the rest of the day at the tennis club. It was like a playground. Malika, Felix's sister, is on camera. Last time that you beat him. Well, she never beat me. No. Ah. <laughs> I recall we were like almost the same level until he went to the national center. So let's say, uh, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. You went? <laughs> no. But I'm saying the first time, I'm not saying at 15. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. See how defensive he is? Oh, yeah. Like, Bit of competition. I always remember my dad saying, you need to eat tennis, to drink tennis, to sleep tennis, to sheet tennis. It always made me laugh. What was his objective? So my dad was a tennis coach all his life. Tennis was his biggest passion. Now we're seeing videos of young Felix. Uh, with me and my sister. The discipline, the respect was the highest of priorities. My dad always had this mentality of trying to prepare myself for what's to come if I want to be a professional player. I don't like to talk about sacrifice because for me it's choices. Marie, uh, Felix's mom. Had to, to make a lot of choices for his future career. No, at six I played my first tournament. I came to the tournament in like a full like uh, football jersey outfit, you know, to a tennis tournament. Makes no sense. He began to travel so young. The first time he took the plane alone, he was nine years old. And for me, at Interesting. that time, I cried. I can, I can tell you that for me it was... His mom is saying she cried when she put him on a plane by himself at nine years old. Felix always traveling around the world, does not get a lot of opportunities to see friends and family. That's why we wanted to do something special. Felix's 22nd birthday happens at Roland Garros, it looks like. This is the surprise. Everyone's here, he says. Oh no, it looks like Canada. Montreal, maybe. Can't tell. This is superb. I must prepare for the tournament, and I have lots to do. So I always wonder when I'll see my friends and family. A lot of people told me you should be very proud of your son and what he's doing. And for me, I don't raise a tennis player. I raise a, a child who I expect to become a, a man with, you know, good values. I'm really proud of the man he is. Seem is probably a little nervous, don't you think? Success at Roland Garros hasn't really been something he's tasted before. I enter every tournament knowing that potentially I could win, but I was coming in never having won a match at the French Open. That Something 2022 Adidas kit with the teardrops was horrendous. That creep in. 
There are moments during matches where, I don't know about you, but I know Raphael gets nervous. Do you normally get nervous before going out? Asks Tony. I'm alright during the first few days. It's good stress. There are moments where I look at Rafa and I can see that he's crying. I prefer to be on the court, says Felix. Woo! What I can bring to Felix is my experience. A person's main talent in life is the capacity to learn. With what I say, I think he can succeed. That's a very egocentric thing to say, Uncle Tony. What I really like about Tony's approach is the belief and the confidence. He's looking more aggressive. He brings a lot in, into my team. If we do things well, then good things will come. Three hours against Juan Pablo Varias there. He just did well at this year's Roland Garros. Casper Ruud gets the win over Emil Rusuvori. Two guys playing each other whose names start with R-U-U. Then Rude beats Sanego in the second, in the third round. We're back to Rude here. Felix is on the tough side of the draw. Felix beats Carabelli in the second round. He could face Tony Nadal's nephew Rafa in the next round if both men win their matches today. Mario, How's Rafa getting on? He's not won yet. He's got a match point here. Now the uh, Nadal-Felix match is officially set. Felix does not look the happiest to see that news. He gave a weird little glance at the TV screen like, oh my god. I would say that's the appropriate reaction. Tony Nadal is now working with you in the Grand Slam. Will he be in the box? Will he be able to help you tactically or not at all? We haven't spoken much about this yet. Thank you. Hi, Rafa. Obviously, your uncle is coaching Felix. Will it be awkward for you when you play? I know. Are you going to ask him? You or, or you guys don't ask the, the question, but for me it's very simple. Uh, he's my uncle, I don't think uh, he will be able to uh, to want me to lose, uh, without a doubt, but he's a professional and he's with another player. I don't know what's going to happen, if he's going to stay in the box or not, but I, I don't care. I know the feelings that we have between each other. Uh, I know he wants the best for me, uh, and now he's helping another another player. What is dangerous is that you can't use the inside line so soon. You have to make him move. Very good. 
Good match. You played well. But you lost your concentration once at the start of the third set. They're giving each other looks. They're not talking about the elephant in the room. You could say I've got a lot more to come, says Felix. Tomorrow against Rafael on court 14. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Tony does not look happy. Felix does not look happy. That's interesting. I think that for Felix, you want to be able to look courtside. You want to know that your coach is literally in your box, in your corner. Yeah, they look very uncomfortable. That's pretty interesting to me. It's a professional commitment. The professional commitment says, I'm going to be with you 100%, 100%, and I'm going to do everything to help you be the best you can. That's my job, that's my role, and I take it more than seriously. <laughs> interesting to hear Muradiklu Mur say that. How will you support Felix before this match? I can't really say much. I can't really tell Felix how to beat Raphael. He's not doing a great... To tell the truth, I want my nephew to win. Holy shit, man. He's my nephew and he's more than a nephew to me. I want my nephew to win. This is so unprofessional. Felix should find a coach 100% committed. I hope Felix got a discount. Reading various tweets. I know, that's unbelievable. How could he say that? I can't either. I would be surprised if that relationship survives this. Correct. That's his choice to say that he would prefer Rafa to win than his player. That's his choice. I would, would I do that? No, I would not. Never do that. I'm totally with Patrick on that one. I have my principles, and my principles are my own. I won't change them. Whatever. Hey, how are you doing? Tony says to Rafa. Felix is in the other corner. Are you allowed to be on this side? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's crazy. But does he withhold his coaching expertise? Who's he cheering for? Yeah. If I'm Felix, I'll always have in my head. I wonder what I've left on the table by not knowing what Tony Nadal thinks I should have done to beat his nephew. Totally right, David. Yeah, that's unforgivable stuff. Okay, Felix is on a train. Is on a massage board. Don't you see the table? It was very clear to me once we started working together that if I had to play Rafa, he wouldn't want me to to win exactly. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't want me to beat his nephew. Um, he's watching. Felix is watching the 2013 Djokovic Nadal match on YouTube. For us, it was. To win at this level, the biggest challenge is always to try and beat someone like Nadal here, but you must believe in yourself. You must believe you can beat the best. It's such a good idea to watch matches where he wins. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
Now we're back to Casper Rude. My father, he always challenged me, and he also has that competitive mindset. So I There's no uh, rhythm going back and forth between the two subjects. There's not a narrative that links them together, really. Unless they're gonna, you know, unless the thread is they both lost to Rafael Nadal. Now we're seeing clips of uh, Christian Rude play. That was always a number to beat for me when I grew up. I'm surprised he beat my ranking that easy because it was a tough sport. Perfect. Thank you. Casper Rude is walking into the tournament site. All you need is 15 minutes just to feel the ball a little bit. When that routine is completely broken, it can set us off. Rain, they're covering the courts. The practice courts. It's not us, it's the boss. He said to do it. Maybe it's not raining. I spoke with the boss, he said no. The rain's coming now, look. Okay. Does the boss speak English? He doesn't speak English. You give 110% because, of course, you, everyone wants their, their children to su succeed. First of all, he decides that Casper cannot play without rain. And that, and if this is Christian play, advocating for his son here. You have the best play court in the world, they can take a little bit of water, no problem. But the chief is not here, so how can you know? He's probably inside in the office saying, no, it's going to rain, so you have to stop. You are here, and you understand that this is not much rain. We have to follow the others. We are pet to do that. Then, yeah. okay, then you should have told him to come here. Who are more important, him or the players? Interesting argument here. Who's going to play the match? He's going to play the match or I am, no, I'm going to play the match? No, but we have to follow others, Yes, but what about our requests? It's unbelievable. We can play for already 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, players just do not win against the tennis establishment. Round four, 16 players remain. Back to Felix. Oh god, this this whole drama. They are doing a good job of getting previously unseen material with this whole thing. Because this, all my life, I had to help Raphael win a few matches. And now, unfortunately, I've helped someone who can defeat my nephew. It's a bit complicated. I'm just young in my career. Yeah, I wonder what Tony would say about what he did here now in 2023. Wonder if he regrets what he did. Winning Grand Slam means everything to me. Something I've been chasing. And I wonder what Felix would think of it now in 2023 as well. Obviously, all this stuff would have been filmed in 2022 that I could challenge him, that I could maybe win. It's the cool position to be in. Spoiler alert, he does not win. Felix does not win. They're waiting backstage to go out on the court. You have to be in this state that's just very 
think I see Moya over there. Here comes Rafa. And they both are doing the little warm-up sort of dance thing. Psychological stuff before the match. Him jumping around, warming up, you know, running up and down next to you. It does turn up the intensity. Yes. It's totally psychological. It's total gamesmanship. Felix Auger Aliassime. He is only 21. He was a semifinalist at the U.S. Open last year. He is from Canada. Felix Auger Aliassime. The demands on these players are enormous. You need an incredible level of physical, emotional, and mental strength. So I have a lot of admiration for my son. Huge roar for the legend. Huh. Tony being there. I like him as a person, I respect him, and uh, I was glad to see him there watching. Surely going to have to take it to another level today to take on Rafael Nadal. Once the match started, tactically thinking like, I can't let him run me around. Can't let him dominate. What a get from Felix Ozelicin. That was Michael Jordan-esque. Felix up 4-1. To execute everything the way you want it. It's a great feeling, yeah. Simply sensational from the world number nine. Set point. Oh, yes. Felix Orgelli 6-3 for Felix. He's up one set to none. They don't really talk about much how the players tactically go about winning these matches does Netflix. They don't really portray that well at all. It's pretty much non-existent, and I've said that before. I felt the momentum change. Many do. A first set against Nadal, if you win it, does not win does not mean much. 6-3 for Rafa. One set each. 2 hours in. Much faster stronger you know he went up a gear now dominating this encounter just takes the third set uh nadal wins the third set 6-2 and this is where the drama really started because this match went five if i remember right i mean it did go five i know that for a fact and it was a long four-hour-plus really well. affair. Take every opportunity I can to dominate the rally, be very aggressive. Oh, magnificent! At the athleticism of Auger Aliassime. It's proving a problem for Rafa. It's three set points. Pressure moment. Hey. How about that? He got his mojo back. It will be a one-set shootout here on Chatrier. 
Yep, going to a fifth set, which is already very rare for Nadal. They show the slogan, victory belongs to the most tenacious. Under the gaze of Tony, it became a difficult situation for me, he says, and I left the court. That's right, that's what he did. I preferred not to watch. This is going to be tightly played out. That's right, he left. That's what happened. Again, he mishandled that whole situation, did Tony Nadal. Um, you know, low-key, this is an episode about Tony Nadal, for sure. It's not about Felix, it's not about Casper Ruud. It's about the Tony Nadal dynamic, for sure. Rafa up 5-3. He just went into another gear. He usually does. Rafa wins. Felix looks beaten. He is a beaten man. He looks downtrodden. From being just the third player in history to take Nadal to five sets here at Roland Garros. Sad music. I think that Felix find it difficult when he lost. But I know that he will find his way. He hasn't yet. It's been over a year. If anything, it's gotten worse since this match. Maybe he hasn't recovered from the whole Tony and Adult dynamic. Tony's smiling. Tony, that was a special match for you. How did you feel during this game? Well, it's been difficult. Felix has very big potential. With a little bit more, he can defeat my nephew. Easy to say that afterwards. Felix back in the hotel checking his phone. Of course, it's emotionally loaded for me, for everyone. It's okay, it's not huge. Yes, it is, Felix. It also shows you're getting more and more ready, if you see what I mean. That's true, each time. You'll be fighting again. I really believe in life, you know, if you get what you deserve. Andy Murray quote, I'm getting closer. The world gave me a lot of confidence that I could challenge even the best. Felix is now packing his suitcase. So I was disappointed at the time, but I don't feel like I'm nowhere near like my peak yet. Hopefully my peak is, is, is in front of me. That remains to be seen. Form yourself to yourself. They're the best presence. Form? From? It said form. Yeah. That's great. Now we're back to Casper Rude. Again, with no transition. Just a smash cut back to Rude. Bad editing. I'm gonna have to see who the editors of this are in the credits. Match point. Rude is serving for a place in the final. Casper Rude, Grand Slam final number one. <laughs> 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 
And Rafa in the final of a grandstand. It's a difficult situation because Rafa is his biggest idol. Yes. It was a pathetic showing by Rude in the final. He was totally subservient. For the last two, three years at the academy, and he always, he always beats me in practice. I will be the underdog. I think I could probably tell you all the finals and who he has beaten because I watched them all on TV. So I will try to, you know. He played that final too much as a fanboy, did Rude. And not as a serious competitor wanting to win the title. And I will need to play my best tennis ever. But I still have to believe that I can do it. He did not. Not even a little bit. Congratulations, thank you. Can I have a selfie? <laughs> now we get shots of downtown Paris. Better than I feared. You want to perform your best. This is the biggest match ever for me in my career. Rude is arriving on site for the final. It's tough to believe that we can beat Rafa, Roger and Novak because they're dominating like no one almost has ever dominated in sports before. And um, especially when all three of them have been, you know, idols of you growing up. Rafa's practicing on the court and Rude is watching him from the uh, training room. It's the toughest challenge we have in tennis, for sure. Okay, now it's all business. Get badass in your head. <laughs> he fears you. Lol. No, he doesn't. Sometimes lying to yourself does not work. It's not a lie if you believe it, as George Costanza says. But Rude did not believe the lie. It was obviously a big match, but I didn't Here comes the final consequences and what was waiting ahead. Interesting having a big full size picture of Djokovic in the waiting room there. He was the defending champion at that time. But he had been dismissed by Nadal a couple rounds before that. How long, more or less? 30 seconds. Rafa starts running back and forth doing his gamesmanship. Rude just looking at him do it. Not doing anything himself. What if Rafa hits someone in that hallway swinging the racket at full speed? Seems kind of dangerous, kind of self-contained. Here they come. Warm applause for Casper Root. He's won a lot of fans here with his passage through to the final. 
His father, his sister, his mum there, his girlfriend as well. 13-time winner here at Roland Garros. The fans definitely warmed to Rafa over the years. Oh, brass band. Nice. Move the Lions with style. What a dumb slogan. Victory belongs to the most tenacious is not a great slogan either. But that's what Roland Garros decided to go with. Sunday the rest of my life. So, this might be the only one. This might be the only chance I get. It wasn't. Here we go then. The final of Roland Garros 2022. Shank. Got to be a few nerves. Unforced error. He already looks quite frazzled, does rude. Oh, he hit the umpire. Six three to Nadal. You'd like to think that there's always a chance. There was no chance. There was a bagel in here. If there's ever a time to actually beat him in the final, maybe today is a big opportunity. It was hard for him to be more wrong. I love how a 3-1 lead has to be uh, construed as the, the most competitive part of the match. Six three for Nadal, two sets. It's interesting to think about. A year ago, from when we're taping this, Nadal was on a calendar Grand Slam bid, and a year later, he's basically out of the game. There was talk at the time that Nadal was going to retire after this match against Rude. And he almost told Maria Taylor on NBC that he was going to do that, but he kind of stopped himself and did not give uh, did not give the American media that content. Maybe he should have, since he basically hasn't done much since this match. He made the semis of Wimbledon, but he had to pull out against Kyrgios with the injury. Was this match the end of Rafa as we knew him? If it was, it's kind of fitting, ending on a bagel set for Rafa in a Grand Slam final to win Roland Garros number 14. I think that was a fairy tale. It was the final of a Grand Slam and he was playing like the Christian Rude. on the planet ever. Spoiler alert, he's not the best player on the planet. Djokovic now is with number 23. Everyone thinks that probably every athlete has this champion mentality, but it's not always like that. Casper Rude gets the little plate, Being from Norway, as my mom would say. Where we don't have any big history, it's not always been easy. Billie Jean King is out there. 
the hunger to win grows even more when you lost the finals. Yeah, I would buy that. It is a 14th Roland Garros title for the greatest player this great tournament has ever seen and ever will see. Rafa is a happy man. A Waste that cup, Rafa. We were doing the trophy ceremony, Rafa came up and, you know, sort of took his hand around my shoulders, so... Of course, it put a big smile on my face. Rude is posing for pictures afterwards. Look at it and be proud of what I achieved there. I will just pray to God that I don't play Rafa again in Roland Garros because uh, <laughs> it's an uh, impossible task to beat him. He got Alcaraz and Djokovic in his next two finals, so Rude has not gotten his wish yet. Maybe literally, but not figuratively. And uh, looks like that's going to be it. All right. Later this season. Now, we're, as of this taping, we have not seen this footage yet. It's not available. They're going to cover Wimbledon. Here's Kyrgios at Wimbledon. The Nick Kyrgios show will be back. If I win Wimbledon, it's like a middle finger to everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the uh, Netflix coverage of the uh, Kyrgios Sitsipas match. And Jabor making the finals. That'll be fun. The U.S. Open is the biggest tournament of the year. Yeah, and Fritz flamed out in the first round there. For someone to give a shit, you have to win your home slam. Oh, Sloan Stevens. Can become reality. Dreams come true. This tournament can change your whole life. It was fucking insane. <laughs> I'm playing the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants me to win. Oh, I forgot about that. She ended the career there. You're going to be part of history no matter what. Alcaraz feels like Rafa and Roger did. This kid is something else. Correct. I don't feel any pressure, says Alcaraz. Okay, and that is the first, um, wait a minute, um, no, I don't want a preview of that, I want the credits of this. Okay, um, let me get the rewind button there, actually, okay, who's the editor? Okay, so the editor is... Oh, missed it again. Damn it. Okay, wait a minute. Let's find out here. Okay. Um, series editors. Itamar Klasmer and Kim Duke. Um, Post-production... Okay, so, yeah. Um, just a note to the editors. You guys can do a little bit better, in my opinion. Okay, so that is the first half of the first season of Breakpoint. This episode, I thought, was the worst episode of the five. This is an easy seven. 
I mean, this is like a 7.5 out of 10 television show. Would I recommend it? It's tough for me. It's borderline. For casuals, I absolutely would not recommend this show. For tennis fans, for the diehards like myself, it's kind of a hit or miss. It's kind of a 50-50 call. Would I say to stay away? No, I wouldn't necessarily stay. I wouldn't necessarily say avoid this television show. I, I'm, but I'm definitely lukewarm on it. I could take it or leave it. I would say it comes down to individual preference. Some of you might like it more than I did. I'm uh, my my opinion of this is lukewarm so far. But you may disagree, and that is part of the fun after all. All right, but I will be back for um, you know the next episodes when they come out. I'm in this for the long haul. So uh, see you next time for episode six.